My name is Awanwa Nomren, and this is my channel, It Pays to Fear God. This is where we learn about God, His beloved Son, Jesus Christ, and their kingdom purpose. If we first, if we read John chapter 17, verse 3, those three subjects were talked about as the three most important subjects that you must ever learn about. Today we will be learning about the Bible. What is it exactly? The history behind it. And today I will be inviting my brother to talk a little more about it. But before we get into any of that, I will be playing one of those tunes that some of us might be familiar with. Again, the subject that we will be learning about today is the Bible. The Bible. Surely you must have heard of it somewhere, viewers. It's one of the biggest books of all time, one of the most famous. It's in so many homes. But before I get into why the Bible is so popular and all that, let's just talk about what's inside of it. First, you can divide it into two testaments, the Old and the New. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew and Aramaic, originally, before it got translated. And it focuses on Jewish history and writings from the beginning of the world to return from exile. We're talking thousands of years here. Then, it got translated after a while. But before that, there was the New Testament, written in Greek. It was about Jesus. Yeah, that guy. About Jesus' life, about teachings that came from his disciples. So those are the two Testaments. And after that, the Testaments can be divided into books. 66 of them. 39 in the Old and 27 in the New. And those books can be divided into chapters and verses. But it wasn't always like that. The chapters and verses were only created a few hundred years ago. Before that, there were no chapters and verses in the Bible. It was just the books, which weren't even in one book. There was no Bible a thousand years ago. There were just the 66 books on scrolls, like in Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. Jesus was given the book of Isaiah on its own scroll. There was nothing else with it. But of course, that was then. And just look at today. Now the Bible has been bound together so that people don't have to have 66 books in their homes. And it's been translated in so many languages. Like, if your language is has at least a few million speakers, there's bound to be a Bible in it. And as for English, oh boy, all of the Bibles. Let's, let's look at this. This is, this is the King James. 
This is the contemporary English version. This is the Amplified. This has got four Bibles in one, man. King James, New King James, International, New Living Translation. I mean, this one. This one's older than me. Like, this revised standard version. Living Bible. Another King James. King James is really old, really popular. The New Jerusalem Bible for Catholics. Another King James. Look, look, you, you can't go wrong with King James for a lot of people. So that's that, and that's just in English. We're not even talking about like Korean and stuff. The Bible, the Bible has traveled a lot. Okay, physical stuff aside. This is a Christian YouTube channel, so we have to talk about the Christianity about the Bible, the spirituality. What is it that makes the Bible good for Christians to learn about God? Well, the biggest spiritual fact about the Bible is that the Bible was inspired by God, as shown in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, which reads, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The writers of the Bible didn't just write what they felt like. They didn't just put like poetry they were working on or something in there. They wrote what God told them to. People like David. He talked about his inspiration in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 2, which reads, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. God didn't like physically talk to David and say, hey, um, can you write something for me? I, I kind of need it. But it was more like David just felt the urge to write something. Like he just needed to do it. Like he just felt that this is what people need to hear, the gospel, the word. So he wrote a lot of stuff and we know that he was inspired to write that stuff because we can just look at what he wrote and see how inspired it is. Like, take Psalm chapter 41, verse 9, which reads, Yea, mine own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Sounds familiar? That's because the verse was talking about Judas, who betrayed Jesus. And we know that this verse was talking about Judas because St. Peter said so in Acts chapter 1, Verse 16. So, it's clear that for David ha to have written something that happened thousands of years after his time, he God must have spoken to him. God must have showed him what was going to happen so David could write it. And of course, I could get into all the other stuff that David wrote, because he wrote many, many psalms. But it is time to move on to Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. Most people only remember him from the lion's den, but he did other stuff. He didn't just sit around and wait for God to save him. He wrote stuff. And what's interesting about Daniel is that sometimes he didn't even understand what he was writing. Like in Daniel chapter 12, verse 8, which reads, And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Daniel was seeing all kinds of stuff and he just didn't know what to say about it. And why is that? Well, we can look at verse 9, which reads, And he said, 
Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. It isn't Daniel talking in this verse, of course, it's an angel. But what the angel is saying is that the reason Daniel couldn't understand the things he was being shown, the reason why the words were closed up and sealed to the time of the end, was because they could only be understood in the time of the end because they were about the time of the end, which is now, of course, but we'll get to that later. Daniel was seeing stuff like airplanes and televisions, and he didn't even know what these things were, what was happening, but he still wrote down a summary of what he saw so that we can interpret it, but only for wise, as shown in verse 10. Now, the third inspired person I'm going to talk about is Moses. He wrote the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And just like David and Daniel, we have proof in the Bible to show that he really wrote those books. For example, Exodus chapter 24 verse 4 and Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 9 show that Moses was writing stuff. God was telling him stuff and Moses was writing it. And we have stuff from that time that was written. So why wouldn't it be from him? Who else would have been capable of writing such spiritual things? And of course, this might lead to the question of, well, how did he write Genesis? I mean, he wasn't born then. He wasn't Adam. Well, again, David was able to talk about stuff that happened in the future because of God's inspiration. So why wouldn't Moses be able to talk about stuff that happened in the past? All God would have to do is say, hey, you know, you know, remember that time when Adam was stupid and he ruined humanity? Yeah, you should write about that. That was all God would need to do in order to get Moses to write about it. And of course, some more proof that Moses really wrote these books comes from Jesus Christ. And we can trust Jesus Christ because he was there. In John chapter 5, verse 46, Jesus said, For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. Jesus was referring to verses like Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, where Moses said, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren like unto thee, unto him he shall hearken. Moses was telling the Israelites in Egypt that their descendants would meet someone that they'd have to listen to, someone wise. But those very Israelites ignored the advice of one of their beloved patriarchs and they killed the person they were supposed to listen to. Now, knowing that the Bible is inspired literature is great. Knowing that all of these people who wrote the Bible did it to enlighten us is great, but what's even better is knowing how useful the Bible really is to us. And the Bible itself gives plenty of information towards its inspiration. For example, Psalm chapter 19 verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. This verse is telling us that the Bible changes people, that it makes people better. And then there are verses like 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, which reads, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, 
thoroughly furnished onto all good works. These two verses mentioned several aspects of Christian life that the Bible really helps us with. And as verse 17 says, it makes Christians perfect. Anyway, now that I've talked about the good sides, I have to mention the fact that not everyone can use the Bible. The Bible isn't just some free source of information that anyone can look at or use, as shown in Job chapter 32, verse 8, which reads, But there is a spirit of man, the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, which reads, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. It is only people with the spirit of God that can understand the Bible, because it is the spirit of God that allows someone to look at the Bible from a spiritual lens. If someone doesn't have the spirit of God, then they won't be able to get the Bible. They won't be able to understand it. It won't make any sense to them. And they'll end up like the natural man described in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, which reads, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. In conclusion, if there is one word that can describe the Bible, it is the word inspiration. The Bible was written by people, inspired by God. The Bible has inspired numerous events and ideas throughout history, and the Bible continues to inspire millions of Christians to live according to God's will. And that is the end of my talk on the Bible. So what my brother just came here to talk about is, and his summarization of it being inspiration, the Bible was inspired by people and it inspires many people today. And we have to study it from time to time. St. Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 had stated, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we must see the Bible, whichever translation we use, as something we should continue to study from time to time, continue reviewing it, meditating about it to help us understand things, asking questions when needed, and answering those questions, because that's the only way the Bible will not be a book of 700,000 words, but a book with only like 100 words, because we can't use the Bible unless we can summarize it into that. And of course, as usual, to close this episode, I have another tune that some of us might be familiar with. this video I hope you learned something most importantly because this is essentially the Bible and what it is and the book that many people are talking about may God bless you oh one more thing if you like what you heard today feel free to share a message at https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message 
Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Hope to hear your wonderful feedback.